The opinions and views expressed in this video are purely for entertainment purposes and not for investment advice. We can't see your screen, so I don't know when it's playing. Oh, you want to do? Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. We're back for another episode of Jack of All Trades here with David. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, technical analysis. Um, that's kind of usually what I talk about in my episodes here. So I want to look at um, like candlestick patterns and stuff like that, and basically just talk about how you can use um, like the candlesticks themselves to help give you like confirmation on your trading, and like use that in in conjunction with like support and resistance and stuff. Um, so Sam, if you want to pull up my chart here real quick. Um, we can take a look at this. So, um, MRI and I, I didn't trade this cause I was at work, but it was just, this one ran on Friday last week. So it was just kind of, you know, a little prevalent here that I want to take a look at. Um, so we'll go back to the daily, uh, you can ignore all these random lines. That's just cause I have this stuff for the intraday chart, but over here. So this, this was the day that we were looking at. So obviously, you know, for me, like I'm going to talk short selling cause that's kind of predominantly what I do. Um, but you know, this, this is the kind of chart that I love, you know, you get these big run-ups failure, like every time it spikes, it fails, spikes, it fails, spikes, it fails, you know, just over and over and over. So like, that's a good sign if you're a short seller, cause you know that odds are every time this thing spikes, it's going to fail. <clears throat> so if we jump to the intraday chart here, uh, so if we start kind of, we'll just kind of take a look at pre-market here. Um, I know a lot of people don't trade like intraday or whatever. I'm just using this because it's just a pretty clean, concise example that I can use some candlesticks to show you guys. Um, but this kind of stuff works on like all time frames. Yeah. There's one thing to jump in because I got a comment a few times that's saying that we're, we move too fast in terms of our terminology. So I'm just uh, thinking maybe we should explain what oh, intraday okay. means. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. So yeah, intraday here basically means like you're trading within a single day, like market open 9.30, market close 4 p.m. So if you're if you're doing intraday trading, you're trading kind of like within that window. Um, so the way that the way that this specific chart set up is kind of like the shaded blue area. That's your after hours and your pre-market, which pre-market is 4 a.m. until 9.30, and then after hours is 4 p.m. until 8 p.m. Um, so that kind of shows these areas. You can see down at the bottom, like obviously volume is like way, way lower. Um, you can trade pre-market and after hours like I do sometimes. Um, you just have to be a lot more careful. Uh, it's not really something I'd recommend for people that are new because you can't place um, hard stops or do like market executions. You have to get out um, on a limit order, which means you can't just basically bail out of the trade immediately. You actually have to like set an order and get filled. So if it skips over you and keeps going, it won't fill you. You have to Kind of keep canceling and moving your order and chasing the thing so it can be a little sketchy at times um a pretty good example is you know this right here mrin so this is this is after hours on friday um so you can see the clock at the bottom like 4 p.m here is market close and then they had some news come out so you know for uh 4 15 it looks like here we basically had a one minute candle where it went from three dollars and fifty cents up to five dollars so like, that's the sort of thing where like, if you were, you know, like there was no volume the day before, so you're not going to be shorting or playing this anyways, but like, that's the kind of thing where like, this, this is the sort of thing that can happen after hours in pre-market just because the volume's so thin. So you got to be a little bit careful. Um, 
but anyways, back to the original like thesis on this basically is like, okay, so, you know, we looked at the daily chart. We know that this company is, is garbage. And, you know, again, keep in mind, like everything I'm talking about, you can use on the daily chart or the monthly chart or the weekly chart. Um, this is just a good example here. So basically if we're looking at this time period here, you know, we're looking at after hours and pre-market, like right up to the market open there at 930 at the far right hand side. So basically what I'm seeing here is like, okay, so if we look back, you know, we look back at the very start, the first thing that you want to do, I'll just back up a little bit here so we don't get ahead of ourselves. But the first thing you want to do is establish, you know, your thesis to be in the trade. So, you know, is this trade going to be a long or a short and why? So for me, you know, this trade would be a short because I'm looking at the daily chart. It's super beat down. I know there's a ton of people that have bought this thing higher and they're looking to sell on any pop. And then secondly, okay, I want to look at, you know, what's the news? Like, is the news, does it make sense? Um, I don't, I can't remember what the news is on this in front of me, but I know it was basically just like a garbage press release. And then, so that's good for a short seller. That's bad for a long trader. And then you want to, <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> I just it's love your, um, it's always the same thing. Your, um, your, your in-depth fundamental analysis is like, Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. Very detailed. I read one <laughs> sentence and I thought I thought that's dumb, so I figured it. I figured it was a good short. <laughs> it works. It works too. Yeah, it works every time. Um, yeah. So, so you know, you've established those two things. You're good. You know, you look at your fundamentals, which we've talked about in other episodes, actually in detail. Um, so you guys can look into that, like what I look for, anyways. Um, and then you know, the third thing you want to look for is like, okay. Whatever, whatever kind of time frame I'm working in. So, like in this case, we're looking at the intraday. So, I want to see that you know, in pre-market and after hour, or yeah, after hours in pre-market, before say the market open, I want to see that this thing is already failing. Like it's already selling off. Anybody that's already bought is already getting trapped. Like you know, you want to you want to see a lot of overhead resistance, right? So that way, I know if the stock is coming down and there's a lot of volume up here, if the thing spikes up into that area, all these people that are trapped up here they're going to try to sell for break even right so that's kind of the main the main premise on this type of uh, on this type of a setup and you know right off the bat here this is after hours like we're already seeing that you know like i can draw um like i can draw a line literally right here and say okay so this thing spiked up you know we have pretty decent volume down here for after hours right and then you know you get this kind of little you know ascending triangle sort of thing where you get you know three tops and then it breaks out and look at the volume down here when it breaks out, right? You have this big spike, pushes the new highs, and then it just completely fails. So, like, I know, like, just looking at that, I know that this move right up at the top here, like, that trapped a lot of longs because they they bought this anticipating a move higher, and then it just fa it just failed completely. So all those guys are trapped. So that's that's the first thing you want to look at. That's a good sign when you're shorting. Um, <clears throat> so if we fast forward. You know, now that this is after hours here. So this this whole block right here, this is after hours. Like obviously you can see the first move had some volume and then it just kind of you know fizzled out as we got towards you know eight o'clock on a Friday night, obviously. Um so then if we skip ahead, you know, we'll start pulling the pre-market into this. So right here, this is our this is our um this is our sorry, this was Thursday night. So this is Friday morning now. So Friday morning pre-market. Um, what happens, right? So the stock kind of failed the breakout the day before, and then it sort of moved sideways. Did they do too much? So you know, at this, point, it hasn't really picked the direction. Um, but again, from the fundamentals, 
from the daily chart and from this move here, we know that this thing's already looking pretty weak, right? So then you get the open, which you get a little bit more volume here at 4 a.m. You know, it pops up a little bit and then immediately it starts to fail again. And now, you know, we've already failed below, you know, these prior lows over here. So, you know, the lows that we had kind of in this area, you know, we bottomed here, bottomed here, bottomed in the in the pre-market and then it, it broke that level. So we've, we've already kind of broken our really, really our only support line. Um, so these, these are all just things that are adding up that make me like this thing more and more for a short, right? So you keep following pre-market along. I'll just zoom out here. So we'll we'll just capture the whole kind of thing here now. So this this basically this snapshot takes us basically right up to open. So you know what's happening here now? Okay, so we keep we keep just looking at our, our normal support and resistance lines, right? So we've already established this one is basically our base. That's a snap straight. So this is our base that held all after hours. It held in the morning and then it broke, right? So what starts happening now? Look, every time that's kind of our main, that's our main support line, right? So main support then becomes major resistance. So as it comes down, you know, seven o'clock and keep in mind guys, seven, eight and nine o'clock, those are all different times when different brokers allow their, um, their customers to start trading. So with my accounts, I can trade at 4 a.m. So 7, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., and 9 a.m., you'll always get these little volume surges because that's when different people can start trading. So like Robinhood, for example, they can't trade until 9 a.m. So that's why you see the biggest volume spike at 9 a.m. because that's when most people are, you know, the amateur traders are kind of chasing these stocks. And then I don't know which brokers allow them to start at different times, but like 7 a.m., different ones will allow you to trade. I think I think Quest Trade doesn't allow you to trade till 7. I should know that because I have a Quest Trade account, but I don't use it for this kind of stuff. So... Um, and then same thing at 8 a.m. That's why you kind of get these weird big wicks and stuff too. Um, but either that. way, like you can see, you know, sorry. I, I said I didn't, I didn't know that. that. Oh, I wonder, yeah, yeah. It, all different. Are they, are they paying for access? Like if you pay, maybe if they're paying the exchange more, they get to trade earlier. Is that what it is? Or, or, or how's the times? I think it's just, I think it's just broker specific because I know like it's the same thing for after hours, like some, some brokers just don't allow you to trade at all after hours. Some will cut you off at, you know, like five o'clock. Some will cut you off at six o'clock, and then some will pay rate till eight o'clock. So that's just kind of why the the volume's inherently lower after hours in pre market. Um, but anyway, so like you know, right up until the open, this thing is just looking beautiful. Like again, you know, imagine this on a daily chart, guys. Right? Like you see. Imagine you see like this huge run up and then, you know, this is, this is over a period over here. Like say this is over a period, like a few months, right? So it's kind of support for a few months and then a breakdown. And then you see it kind of spike up into this level, like that level you can look at to short into, right? This whole thing was flipped upside down. Look, look a level you could look to buy off. Um, so now this line's kind of rejecting times, right? You know, it's rejected once, come all the way back down. It's rejected again, come back down. And now we're getting open. So what I like, so basically kind of the main thing I want to talk about here is, okay, how do you, how do you size into something like this? Like, how do you get the confidence to say, you know, okay, like, like these are my levels. So the first thing we do is we draw our levels. So we've drawn this one, which is pretty clear, but there's also a few more you got to put in, right? Like you got to put in, you know, there's some tops right here. So anywhere, anywhere that you see the stock, you know, running into resistance. So I see some tops here. So I draw that line. Um, you know, there was the original top kind of right up in this area. You can see it hit it again. 
and then you know then there's there's your ultimate risk up here because anytime if you are trading um if you are trading intraday like this your ultimate risk is always the pre-market or the previous day is high because if it gets over that then you know that everybody who's short is trapped like there's no questions about it right so as soon as that breaks like even by a couple pennies then get out don't ask questions if it stops back down you can get back in but that's always always ultimate risk <clears throat> so with that being said okay so what are we looking for off the open right you know like we're we're here now so you know we're trading around say the four dollars and 40 cent line you know we have our four dollar and 50 cent line this dotted line here at 453 that was yesterday's close so you know what do i do i have all these lines up here you know this 450 line seemed to hold pretty good so do i just you know we're at 440 so do, do i just short full size into 450 and you know risk all the way up over 510 to make you know like what because we, we have to cover into into support as well right like we're not we're not looking for home run trades so like if you look at the bottom um i'll just make these lines a different color so you can see <clears throat> but like if you look down at the bottom you know you have you have kind of 417 let me zoom in here you know, you have kind of 417, these lows here, and then 411 or 4, you know, 412, these lows down here. So, you know, how how do we how do we know that you know it's not going to spike through three of these lines, and then you know all of a sudden we're full size at 450, it goes up to 490, and then we cover, and then it just tanks right back down, right? So, like, you know, it's easy enough to say, okay, these are your lines, and this is where you cover, but how do you actually, how do you size into this thing? Like how do you actually, where do you enter, where do you exit, right? So rule of thumb is always, you know, these lines basically are acting as support and resistance. So anytime, wherever you're getting in, you always wanna be entering and exiting on those levels. So like, just for example, let's say it went up to, to $5 and then you shorted there, you'd wanna take some off at this 478 line and then you'd want to take more off at this four fifty line. You know, we're not we're not just holding the whole lot down to the very bottom, because then you're just you know there's there's too many areas that it can support and save itself, right? So this is kind of where the candlestick you know the candlestick reading comes into play. Um, now there's a couple different ways that you can play something like this. So what you could do is you could size in appropriately over this range. So you could say, okay, I'm going to size in you know between four fifty and five dollars. And I cut it, you know, the high is your 510. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop out and say 515, right? Like at the very top. That's where I'm gonna cut it. So whatever your sizing is, maybe you do, you know, 100 shares at 450, 200 shares at 470, you know, 400 shares at five dollars. Like you know, like you could increase your size as you go up, so that if it does spike that high, it's pulling your average up higher with it. Or you could do like single lots. You could do like you know, 200, 200, 200 on each of the lines, um, or you could do, you know, you could go say a thousand shares at 450 and then just cut it at like, you know, 465 and then look to re-enter at $5, right? Like there's a, lot of, there's a lot of different ways that different people trade in. So I'm just gonna kind of talk about the way that I do it and it depends on the setup. So for something like this, <clears throat> this, this is one that I would call like a confirmation trade only just because you know it has the potential to run there's obviously a lot of attention on it um you know if it gets over the 450 line then it has reclaimed that support line so it could potentially go higher so you know this this isn't something that me personally i would want to size in on the way up i would be looking to get in on the way down 
once I already know where that top is and I can I know where to set my risk. So that's kind of exactly what I wanted to look in here. And then if we skip over to the open, so this is the first, um, you know, the first hour or so of the day, first hour and a half of the day, you know, like th these lines, like you see that they still they still carry weight to them, right? But but if you're playing wrong, you can still lose money even though you're right. And that kind of goes back to the you know the same the old saying where it's like you know I'd I'd rather I'd rather make money than be right, right? Like this is kind of one of those instances where it's like okay, like you know from everything that we just talked about over the last 15 minutes or so, like we know there's a really good chance this stock is going to fail and it's going to sell, right? But like if I just shorted this thing full size. You know, say I saw a watch down here and I just got in full size down here at like 420. And then all of a sudden for the next half an hour, this thing goes all the way up to five bucks. Like, are you going to be able to hold that whole lot through that move without covering? Right. So it's like, you know, would you rather be right or would you rather make money? So this, this is where the timing comes in. So as we watch this move, you know, if we're looking here, we'll zoom in again. As we watch this move, you know, we come out of the open and keep in mind, this is 450. So this 450 line was kind of our major support and resistance level. So what happens, right? We get this, we get sort of like a sell off off the open. And as I'm talking through this, guys, always remember to watch the volume because volume combined with the chart is what's going to give you the answer. One or the other alone won't tell you anything. You have to look at both in conjunction. So as we're looking at this here, you know, we have low volume. We're just kind of doing like a little bit of a sell-off. And we've come down to this bottom line, which is the low of the pre-market. And that's where it saved it. But look, both of these lines still, you know, they still reacted, right? Like we dipped down, we bounced off that top line. Then we sold down again to the second line. And now we've come back up over that second line. So these lines are all holding weight as we walk through here. And then you can see, you know, we come up, we come up. And then right when we get to that 450 line, you know, the volume's increasing into that line, which usually tells you that you're going to see a little bit of a reversal, right? So as volume, and this is kind of like the contrary thing, and you, you get it on both sides. Like I know, David, you probably see this on, on your dip buys, is the volume increases as the stock sells into your line, right? And then you're going to buy for that dip on the way up. So the same happens for me in reverse. Like I see, I see volume increasing into my line and the stock's accelerating, which scares a lot of people, but that tells me that it's about it's about getting ready to turn around, right? So here we kind of see that a little bit, and you know this is good volume. Like we're we're talking, sorry. Oh no, I said that's interesting. I never thought about. You gonna say something? About, about, yeah, I never thought about it backwards uh, like that. That makes sense though. Mm -hmm. It works. It works both ways. Yeah. So like if we look at the volume, you know, we're trading, we're trading over a million shares in a minute here. So like we have a lot of volume on this stock and that's, that's something to be cautious of um, because if there is a lot of volume, then, you know, lines cannot play out quite as well as they should, which is again, why me personally, I like to get in on the way down, not try and figure out where I'm going to get in on the way up. So here, like, you know, we have this 450 line. It does reject, like, look, almost to the penny. What's the top? Yeah. To the pennies. So I, you know, it says the high down here at the bottom. If I hover over this, it says 450. And, you know, our line's at 450. So it touched it to the penny and then it sold off, right? So that line was perfect. But then it immediately blows through it on this big candle with even higher volume, right? So, so you know, that, yeah, sure, that was, you know, maybe a 10 cent move in a couple seconds. But, like, that's not the move you're looking for. Like, you want this thing to turn and sell off, right? So this is where scaling comes in. Imagine if you're a full size here. And then all of a sudden it blew, you know, 20 cents past your line. Like you'd be, you'd be sweating, right? So you don't want that. 
It so we just let it play out, right? Like it comes up, plays out, sells off. Yeah. Sorry, this one's actually a pretty tricky chart to like if I was gonna if I was gonna be a short, the only time I saw the volumes telling me is a decent short is probably around 10, it looks like 10, 10 o'clock, 10, 15 ish. Because that's the only time where the the price was going down significantly and the volume was rising. So that tells me that sell-off was for real. The other ones, like you have these oh, major price moves. Yeah, the other ones you have some major price moves, but the volume's not exactly, not quite there. Not quite escalated. Right. Just, so this is kind of, and this is kind of like where experience comes in, right? So like for me personally, because I've seen these enough times, if I look at this, like if I'm watching this come into the 450 line, I'm seeing increasing volume, but these candles aren't getting any bigger, right? Like these are all the same, these are all roughly the same size candles. So I don't, I don't, and that, that's what we were just talking about, the, the correlation between the two, right? So like I need to see volume increasing, getting bigger, and I need to see those candles getting way bigger with the volume. If the candles aren't getting bigger with the volume getting bigger, then I know it's not time yet. It's not, it's not quite there yet. So that's why this wouldn't be the entry. And that, that really just takes like a lot of screen time, a lot of experience to be able to recognize that in the moment. Um, so if we keep following this through, you know, we have this come up and up and then, you know, we fall short of this kind of four or 78 line that we drew and then we get a pretty hard, you know, a pretty decent tank down. But again, you know, let's look at the volume. So we have, look at this, like we have, you know, this green candle, this green candle and this big red candle, like they're all basically the exact same volume. So if you look at this red candle, like that, that looks significant. And we're on the one minute chart here, by the way, guys. Um, so each one of these candles is one minute. So if you look at that, you know, it looks like a significant move. Like you think, at oh, all, that's a big fat red candle. You know, it's game over, right? But then you look at the volume and right away you can tell that that's not the case because there's no significant volume. Like if this volume was, you know, 3 million shares, then, you know, I'd be all over that short, right? But not yet. It's not time yet. <laughs> so you still have to wait. And this is the hard part, right? Because you're thinking... Oh, I don't want to miss out. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to miss out on the move, and I don't want to sell off without me. But if we go way back again, remember how much downside there is. So at this point, you know, we're up at four dollars and sixty cents. This thing's up from three fifty. So there, you know, if you're if you're twenty cents late, there's still tons of tons of room to to the downside to make money. So there's no rush. Um, so this this is what you want to see, and I'm going to show you guys this in a couple different ways um, to show you how candlesticks can really help you out. So if we zoom into this area, this is what I want to see. So now we have, you know, the volumes kind of come down. It's sitting over this 450 line. So it's using that as support now. Volumes kind of just, you know, remaining unchanged. And then all of a sudden we get a big fat green candle here on now the highest volume of the day. And then we have this next one, which is, you know, at least double the volume. And that's when we get that big move into the top line, the very top line which is, you know, up here at $4 and, you know, 95 cents, $5. So at this point, we're only, you know, 15 cents away from where your ultimate stop loss would be. And we're seeing this accelerated move on high volume. So that's what you want. That's where you can start in short, right? So if, as long as you're patient to wait for these kind of moves, it makes it a lot less stressful because now, you know, look what happens. You can wait, you can wait two minutes after this candle, you know, you can get in, you can get in over here at, you know, four dollars and eighty-five cents, and just risk the high of this candle because that's that's the biggest volume candle. That's the one that rejected off the line. So you can go in here at, you know, say you got in at four ninety. This candle's five dollars. You know, you can get in at four ninety. You know, three minutes later, 
with a thousand shares risk a hundred bucks and your downside is, you know, potentially like a dollar fifty, right? So that's 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 why kind of confirmation is really nice. And then as this thing kind of peters out, you know, David, you talked about this candle over here. So yeah, that's that's another good indicator that this thing's going further is that we have this kind of consolidation for a while and steady volume. And then you get you get these kind of big death candles, you know, you get this wick that goes higher than the previous ones, which just traps people and stops people out, and then it just stuffs right back down. Those are those usually signify the signify death. And on the flip <laughs> side, if this if this doesn't signify death, because 99% of the time it does, if you see one of these candles and it comes down and then it immediately reclaims and starts to go higher, then you buy that fucking thing because that's gonna squeeze the hell out of everybody. It's probably gonna rip up like 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that, so, that thing you know, you, sold, that thing sold into demand, like unexpected demand, and it's going right up. Yeah, but that's you know that's the key to being a good trader is like always looking at both sides of the as, of the trade, right? Because like if you're just thinking short and you just think of all everything we just talked about of why this thing is going to sell off, and then you see a candle like this, and then it reclaims and it's going up and it starts creeping up, you know, you're thinking, oh well, you know, the highs are up here. I'll just add more. I'll just add more. And then all of a sudden you keep adding and it just, it just kills you. Whereas if you're thinking both sides of the trade immediately, you'd see that and say, Oh fuck, you know, if I was along, I'd be buying the hell out of this thing. So like, I, I just get out, right? Like, you know, just bail. Um, but one of the other things I wanted to show you guys is how you can use this on different time frames. So everybody, everybody trades on different time frames depending on what you're doing. Oh, what did I just do there? Oh, you know what? Before before you do that, I just want to say something on the psychological side of it, because like for us, especially for you, you see that giant spike uh, was it, until five bucks. You're like you're just salivating. That's exactly what you're waiting for, right? But yeah, I, if you if you remember if you, if you try to go back to like when you were starting out, like if you're inexperienced, that is actually that candle gives you anxiety because you're like thinking, shit, am I wrong? Is this thing gonna go keep going up? It's like you don't want to like get into that short anymore, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. Yeah, it's experience yeah. that told you like, no, this is what you want. Yeah, exactly. That takes a long time, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So the other thing that I wanted to show is just like really quickly how this looks on different time frames, and you guys can use, you know, whatever is, makes you the most comfortable, um, you know, to to trade these things. So like, if we look on, like, I'm, I'll show you the, I'll show you a couple other ones, but the the five minute is one that I really like too. So if I look at you know, if we look at the two minute chart here, you know, it's, it's a similar kind of thing, right? Like you still have these increasing volume lines. And then this, this one here is still, you know, that's still the major move in that, that top line. Um, if we look at, you know, a three, three minute candle here, see what that one looks like. Yeah. Three minute candle, like again, right. You know, we're still getting that big volume move into that line, but my favorite is the five minute and I'll show you why here. So if we look at the five minute candle, this is my favorite type of candle. And I've just started kind of looking into this a lot more recently because to me, like this really illustrates the stuff move, right? David, I see you nodding your head. You can see that right away, right? <laughs> of, of all the timeframes you showed, this one's the one that showed the, the right information in terms of volume. Yeah. Like this, this is, this is super clear to me. And obviously, David, you noticed that right away as well. So this is my favorite. Now, the thing with this one is, you know, based on my own research, is that you're you're not gonna get the best entries necessarily because it is a five-minute candle over, 
you know, something that's moving relatively quickly. But every time, well, I shouldn't say every time, but, you know, probably over 90% of the time that you see this, you know that you're going to get that sell-off. So again, if we look at the volume down here, you know, we still have the big volume on that move. So this is what we call, you know, like a reject, a rejection candle or a stuff candle. And basically what, what we're looking for is this big top wick. Because that big top wick is all emotion. It's all panic. It's all people getting trapped on both sides of the move. And it's all on the biggest volume of the day. So that to me tells me that this is the top, right? So that is clear as day. That's the top of the move, right? So all like it, it makes it a lot easier because, you know, I can sit there, you know, I can watch the one minute chart and you can watch the five minute chart and, you know, I can just sit here and, you know, relax and drink my coffee or whatever and just watch this thing go. And, you know, you see this move here and it's like, okay, well, you know, you see this move here and this, this, see this candle here is kind of tricky because this is a stuff candle. Get over here a little bit. This is a stuff candle as well. This one right here, because it's got that big top wick tiny body and then it's got a little bit of a bottom wick but the reason that that one essentially doesn't matter is because look at the volume the volume is less than the previous candle which was you know just a normal big green candle so that invalidates itself because you need both of those factors you need the candle and you need the volume to say the same thing in order to confirm the trade so we just wait again right and then as we can see it goes higher and it goes higher so now we have the stuff move here so this is where you can get in like right here, full size and just cover into washes, you know, reshort on bounces, cover on washes, reshort on bounces, you know, as, as far down as you want to go basically until the th thing kind of turns around. But like the nice thing about these in, again, in my research is that, you know, 90% of the time when I see this type of thing on a five minute chart, the top of this candle is the top. So if that breaks, like, you know, you can give it like a penny or two wiggle room, but if that breaks, then that trade thesis is, is invalidated where it doesn't work. You know, if we look at the one minute candle or something like that, like, like if I saw a move like this and then the five minute candle, the five minute chart didn't show that same stuff candle in the same move, this wouldn't necessarily be the top. So the five minute to me confirms the top of that move, which is why, you know, at the point I get, I'm getting in, you know, I'm getting in you know, down here in the high 470s, well, you know, we're already way off the highs and, you know, it's been basically five minutes since that move. But because of that candle, you know, based on my data, I know that that is essentially the, that's like, you know, that's the kiss of death, like it's game over. And then, you know, you can just get in here, cover on washes, you know, this thing goes sideways for a while. You know, this is a 10 cent move back and forth. So you can just go, you know, bang, 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 just, you know, take 10 cents, 10 cents, 10 cents, 10 cents, and, you know, get, get another 30 cents a share out of this move and then just keep a little bit on and, you know, kind of cover down a bit further and, you know, let it go. And then it, it just, you know, it just breaks down after that completely. Right. So, but that's, that's the main move. So back to the original thing that we were talking about is if you're combining your, your thesis on the trade with the chart candles, with your resistance levels, that's how you can determine how you want to trade. So remember I mentioned, you know, you can trade multiple different, ways you know you can skip because you might not get that rejection candle like this thing this thing could have just as easily gone up to 470 and then just sold off from there and then you know back down to 420 and you know we're missing you missed out on a 50 cent move because you were waiting for that big high volume stuff candle that never happened right like that that can happen so that's why there's different ways of trading like there's scaling in 
along the upside and then adding in bigger on the downside so you know you're not missing out on potential front side moves and then there's you know just waiting for the backside completely and just getting in on the backside but you might not trade as often but it's also less stress and generally higher rewards so you know it's really just up to the person it's up to the personality for me i don't like stress so i'm always more of a confirmation backside kind of guy and uh you know that's just that's just the way that i've had the most success so um are you on the five minutes yeah what do you think about it? i think that's probably no this is the one minute I'll go back to the five here i just want to show something that i that i saw that that was like my confirmation it actually wasn't the stuff candle it's, it's the candle previous to the stuff one that's the one, one that here? tells me to pay attention uh yeah that's the one that tells me to pay attention because you've got three consecutive candles of lower volume so this guy, despite that its price going up, there's less and less people bidding up the price. That tells me this momentum is weak. Like this thing is running out of steam. Okay. And, and then you wait for the next candle. When you see that big stuff, you're like, A, it's out of steam. The next candle shows if it's being stuffed. They're like, okay, that's it. It's over. The run is over. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point too, for sure. Yeah, so that's, the, but so for you, for example, this could be a situation where, you know, just for argument's sake, you could see something like that and say, okay, this thing's running out of steam. So, you know, maybe I'll put a I'll put a starter trade on at 470. I'll add a little bit more up here at 495 because you you know from your experience that this means it's slowing down. So you start sizing in maybe, you know, 5% of your size, 5% of your size, just in case you just get a little bit of money out of it. And then once you see this move, then you throw on the other, you know, 70, 80, 90% of your size and then ride that down, right? So there's there's like, there's no right way to trade these things, guys. It's just, it's really just a matter of, of finding out you know what setups you like um knowing what confirmation is knowing where the support and resistance are and then determining based on your own personality and based on your own trading style you know how you like to get into these trades right like it's like one of the biggest things of trading is a confidence so for me i like to i would prefer to trade less and win more money and more often than trade more frequently and have more small losses because if my confidence is high, I can trade big size. If my confidence is low, then I don't have the confidence to get into something big. So I might see something like this and I might only put on half the size. I usually do because maybe my trading method is scaling in on the way up and you know maybe I only win 60 or 70% of the time. So I'm always a little bit conservative. Whereas like maybe on something like this, I win 95% of the time, the reward is way bigger. So I can just wait, ignore the other ones and then I can hit this one with way more size. Maybe I'm trading you know, I'm trading half as often as I would have been, but I'm making the same amount of money or even more. And I'm trading less, which means less stress. And I'm trading confirmation, which also means less stress. So it's it's a balance, right? You just got to figure out what works for you. Yeah, I think the main thing is like, if you can sum it up, it's like the, the, the way you judge the sides, it's like, it's a compromise, right? The more, the, the more safer, more confirmation you play, the less your profit gets to the more risk mm -hmm. you take the higher your profit it's basically that kind of scale right and within yeah. that you find what, whatever yeah. makes you feel comfortable exactly because like something like this for example like you you'd be getting less you know less cents per share so like i might only make you know maybe 20 30 cents per share but maybe i could put five thousand shares on this if i did a confirmation trade whereas if i was scaling it on the way up maybe i'd make 50 60 cents a share but maybe I'm only comfortable enough to get, you know, one or 2000 on. So I might actually, I might, I might be making, you know, like if you look at the trade, it might look like, you know, the moves this big and I took a piece like that out of it, but maybe that piece I took was, 
you know, 10,000 shares, whereas the move could have been this big and you see me scaling in and then covering all the way down to the bottom. Yeah. Maybe that was less money, right? Because I, yeah. I was using way less size because I was a bit more nervous, right? So, yep. you know, it's yep. there's, there's a difference between like the Instagram, you know, picture perfect looking trades and the trades that are actually making you money. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Like consistent trades over time versus like one big cash grab. Um, that that makes me feel mm -hmm. more comfortable. Yeah, for sure. So I think on that note, we'll end it. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hopefully, you learned something and uh, tune in uh, next week for more stuff. Take care.